It's Ember Saturday in the first week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today's Roman station is San Pietro in Vaticano, St. Peter's Basilica. The first basilica here was built by the Emperor Constantine over the cemetery which held the bones of the Apostle Peter, next to the Circus of Caligula, where the Apostle had been crucified upside down. Peter's body was placed in a little pauper's grave here, but from devotion to that grave and his martyr's blood, there sprang up a force that would embrace the whole world. Ninety-one of the 266 successors of Peter are interred here, which includes all the popes since Leo Thirteenth. The old basilica eventually went to ruin and was torn down in the 16th century so that the new church could be built. Julius II laid the cornerstone for the vast new basilica in 1502. This is the third and final ember day of Lent. The ember tides were traditionally times for ordinations. In ancient times, people spent the whole night in a vigil of prayer at the basilica in preparation for ordinations the next day. We have ember day sermons at St. Peter's, by St. Pope Leo the Great, who died in 461. Leo preached on the Transfiguration, which was the gospel reading today for over 1,500 years. In his book, Journey Toward Easter, Joseph Ratzinger gives a reflection on the arrangement of the Lenten Ember Days before ordinations. On Wednesday, we asked the help of Mary, and entrusted the men to be ordained to her care, on Friday, we invoked all the apostles, and finally, at the heart of apostolic succession, the ordinations were performed under the aegis of Peter. In another way of seeing things, we find the progression of thought from the first Sunday of Lent to today. On the first Sunday, we hear that Christ fasted for forty days and then was tempted on the mountain. On Ember Wednesday, Moses fasts on Mount Sinai, and Elijah fasts in the desert. On Ember Saturday, Moses and Elijah appear with Christ on the mountain of transfiguration. Pius Parsh says, Here we have a theology of fasting. Fasting is one of the great means by which Christians can prepare themselves to meet the difficulties of life, and Christian life is indeed filled with temptations. It truly is a wandering in the desert, but it also brings one in close association with God. Fasting equips us for God's service, and leads us to our ultimate goal, transfiguration. The Lenten preface expresses these truths with classic beauty. Through bodily fasting you suppress our passions, elevate our minds, give strength and merit. Why, O Lord, should I be preoccupied with my fears and lose courage in the face of my weakness? You give me to understand that I must fortify myself in humility and convince myself that I can do very little alone, and that without your help I am nothing. I shall put all my confidence in your mercy, and shall distrust my own strength, convinced that my weakness is caused by my self-reliance. You teach me not to be astonished at my struggle, for when a soul wishes to give itself over to mortification, it encounters difficulties on all sides. Does it wish to give up its ease? What a hardship! To scorn a point of honor? What a torture! To endure harsh words? Intolerable suffering! In short, 
it becomes filled with extreme sadness, but as soon as it is resolved to die to the world, every anguish is at an end. St. Teresa of Jesus The Prayer Over the People in the Extraordinary Form Oremus, humiliate capito vestra Deo Fideles tuos Deus, benedictio desiderata confirmet, que eus et a tua voluntate numquam faciat discrepare, et tuis semper indulgiat beneficiis gratulari. Let us pray. Bow your heads to God. May the blessing desired by your faithful give them strength, O Lord. May it keep them from disobeying your will, and grant them ever to rejoice in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. <laughs>